Good morning, everybody. We have a lower to sharply lower trade in the grain markets here early on Thursday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down six and a half cents at 5.58 and a half. November soybeans down 17 and three quarters at 13.35 and a half. December Chicago wheat down eight and three quarters at 7.42 and a half. December Kansas City wheat down 11 and a half cents at 7.25 and a quarter. December spring wheat down three and three quarters at 9.07 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, really appreciate it, guys. Leave me a rating or review if you have not already. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel. My goal is to get up to 5,000 subscribers. We're at about 2,600 and change. Uh, We'd love to see you subscribe. I know there's a lot of people that watch who have not subscribed. Make sure you like these videos and help YouTube to spread this stuff out. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, For $49 a month, I offer a subscription service. It's a standalone product. There is no trading account required. There is no other fee. There's no other obligation. You can cancel this at any time. You'll get my morning email, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, In that email, you're going to get daily charts of corn, soybeans, wheat, um, pretty much everything you need in regard to weather. Um, All my grain marketing recommendations, um, everything from export sales to ethanol production. There's just a ton of information here, guys. There's a text message service that goes along with that. Uh, In my subscriber-only videos, I break down a lot of topics in regard to grain markets, grain marketing. I really get specific in that stuff. So check this deal out, guys. It's built to your credit card automatically. You can cancel it at absolutely any time. No questions asked whatsoever. So certainly give that a shot. Uh, the markets are not acting well. Uh, you think about what happened, what has happened in the row crop markets uh, as an example here. Over the last week or so, we had this big bullish USDA report last week, and we rallied for one day, and now we've given just about everything back. December corn futures are kind of reverting back to what I'd call home base at 550. November soybeans have pretty much given everything back. So despite the fact that you had that friendly report from the government last week, uh, the markets were not able to hold these gains. We have some rains that are slated to move into North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Uh, Tomorrow, they're going to make their way into uh, parts of Iowa, parts of Minnesota. Um, Here's the next seven days from the Weather Prediction Center. And you've got quite a bit of rain here for North Dakota, um, some decent amounts and and coverage for South Dakota, northern part of Nebraska. Um, Iowa and the western half of it looks pretty wet, and a lot of southern Minnesota looks pretty wet. The way that this is going to work, uh, there's two two different systems. One of them is going to start uh, tomorrow, and it's going to work its way through the Dakotas, through Minnesota, Uh, through Iowa and then there's a secondary system that will follow that beginning on Sunday and that's actually the system that's going to bring a lot of rain into Iowa I've got a more specific map here these are the projected amounts according to the GFS model through Wednesday of next week so you got a lot of areas of North Dakota that are going to see an inch to two inches of rain a lot of areas of South Dakota will see lesser amounts but still up to uh, you know an inch half an inch in a lot of areas you look at western Iowa uh, there are some areas of western Iowa and northwest Iowa in particular that may see two to three inches of rain here between now and next Wednesday. Uh, Southern Minnesota, a lot of areas going to see up to an inch of rain. So 
this is probably part of the reason, at least, that the uh, soybean market in particular has been under some pressure here. And yes, I'm well aware that that these rains may be too little too late for a lot of these areas that are very much drought stricken. But in any case, I'm not going to say that, that the rains are, are bullish. The, the rains are, are certainly bearish, especially in regard to soybeans. USDA has reported flash sales of soybeans for 10 consecutive days. Uh, USDA reported yesterday that China bought an additional 131,000 metric tons of U.S. soybeans for new crop delivery. So the uh, streak here sounds very impressive, and a lot of people are uh, hanging their hats on this and arguing that this is a big bullish deal. Uh, in fact, it is not. This is uh, run-of-the-mill routine business. The sales are too small, guys. USDA is projecting um, a very large new crop export program, and we need to be selling more, larger quantities on the export market. We have mostly an average to maybe slightly above average book of new crop soybean sales. So yeah, the streak sounds good. And and the fact that you can report every day that we sold, you know, soybeans to China is great. But the fact of the matter is that we need to see more sales. Uh, we need to see larger quantities. And uh, we're going to see a really good looking uh, export sales report this morning at 730 from USDA. There's no doubt about that. But these soybean sales need to catch up because USDA has got a pretty lofty target out there. Uh, U.S. ethanol production declined again last week, 973,000 barrels per day. That was off 1.3% on the week. It was down 4.9% versus the same week in 2019. This is the, I believe, sixth consecutive weekly decline in production. It's the second week in a row below 1 million barrels per day. Ethanol stocks declined by 3.2%. Gasoline demand off 1%. Um, Ethanol production margins are around break-even, maybe slightly positive, slightly negative in some areas of the country. But we've seen this deal back off quite a bit. Pro Farmer released tour findings from Illinois and Western Iowa. So they did the whole state of Illinois, and then they did three out of their nine districts in Iowa. And the three districts that they did are the western uh, third of the state, essentially. In Illinois, the tour pegged the corn yield at 196.3, which was up from 189.4 last year, above the 184.4 average. Some might argue that that's disappointing. Um, USDA has got a higher number than that. Although, um, from what I'm, from what I know, uh, the tour has been kind of low in regard to Illinois, especially in years with big crops. Uh, soybean pod counts in Illinois very good, 1279 uh, above last year, above the three-year average. In Iowa, in regard to corn, um, kind of a mixed bag. That District 1, they were pretty much on par with last year, but uh, 182.8 was the number versus 181.2 last year, 184.3 tour average. So pretty close to average there. and that, that's the Northwest District. And then you go to the West Central District, uh, 201. So that was was your best area probably in regard to Western Iowa, the West Central District, uh, 201 up from 172.4 last year, uh, way above the three-year average of 183.9. The uh, Southwest District of Iowa, 192.5 was the uh, corn yield number. That's up from 184.7 last year, up from 183.6 last year. Soybean pod counts in Iowa were very good across the board. Um, all three districts above last year, year, I believe, and all three districts above the three-year tour average. That Southwest District had a really nice soybean number in particular. Um, The Fed is likely to taper asset purchases before the end of the year. The Fed had its July... uh, Uh, the minutes from its July meeting out yesterday. And essentially what it says, what they're saying is that they will begin to taper asset purchases in all likelihood before the end of 2021. There are some Fed members that, that want, want to do it next year, but I, 
think it's going to happen this year. And when I say tapering, I mean this. The, the Fed, uh, as it stands right now, purchases $120 billion per month in treasuries in order to support the economy. They're going to reduce those asset purchases. They're not going to eliminate them entirely. They're going to reduce those asset purchases. The uh, minutes emphasized and the Fed members have emphasized that tapering and interest rate hikes are two totally separate things. And that just because they're going to taper asset purchases, which appears very likely, that does not mean uh, it is not a signal that interest rates are going to move higher. But in any case, uh, the markets are kind of throwing what what a lot of participants would call a taper tantrum. Uh, the S&P was down about a percentage point yesterday. It's off sharply this morning. So the stock market does not like this talk regarding tapering. Uh, we've got an export sales report this morning. New crop corn sales should be 309.30. New crop soybean sales should be excellent, 1 million to 1.8. Uh, wheat sales, 250 to 500 expected. The cattle market finished the day higher yesterday. Feeder cattle sharply higher at more than $2 in some of these nearby contracts. There was some cash trade yesterday, 125 to 128 in Nebraska. 127 caught the bulk of it. Uh, south, 121 to 123. Box beef market up again, up 202 in the choice boxes, 340.08 select box is up 303 at 309.80. In the outside markets this morning, the uh, U.S. dollar is higher. The S&P and the Dow are sharply lower. The S&P is off 30 points. The Dow off almost 300. The bonds are up almost a full handle. Precious metals are mixed. Crude oil is down sharply. There are some concerns regarding China, regarding the virus, all sorts of stuff. But that crude oil down sharply here this morning. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.